The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. So hi, this is Alex Kroll from Leaves Eyes, and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Rock on. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to uh, With Odin on Our Side episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 630, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is the post-apocalyptic... Apoc... The post-apocalyptic... Am I saying that word right? You're... You're... You're studying at the at the snowy school of verbiage here. <laughs> <laughs> Apocalypse. This is the post-apocalypse episode of Radioactive Metal, because in the U.S., um, if if you can hear this in the U.S., it is November sixth, and election day was November third. We have no idea what happened, so this is um, past Aaron wishing future Aaron good luck. <laughs> And saying that if you're going to make it through an apocalypse, have a cup of True Cult coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. It is hotter than a church in Norway, so chances are it'll be able to fend off whatever is attacking your door. So, True Cult coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. It's the best coffee you can get. It's really fantastic coffee. Uh, Buy metalheads for metalheads. And if you subscribe... Not only will you not run out of coffee, but you'll get not one, but two great bands every month. True Call Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Snowman, what's happening up there in the Great White North? Well, uh, so far so good. It's in terms of the current crisis and all that. We're still, we're kind of status quo. Everything is still, you know, everything is, you know, kind of post- by the time you get this, 
it'll be post Halloween. Okay, and I can honestly, I I can with confidence say that for Halloween this year, I didn't really do a whole hell of a lot. (laughs) You know, like like kids, not really a thing for me anymore right now, you know, and hopefully grand, official grandkids. You know, I have some, I have some young, youngins in my life that kind of might see me as grandpa or cool uncle snowy and all that but i have no official kids okay so in terms of halloween that's not an issue but with everything going on in the world people you know there's no there's no halloween shows you know no no bands are playing and no one wants to uh have people over you know for house parties and all that you know Remember, I was asking you last week, or maybe a couple weeks ago, like, like what caused the sudden spike? Like, it just seemed very interesting that there's this sudden spike in Canada, you know, and you know mm-hmm. your province here, Manitoba, um, and the cases. And then I don't know why I didn't think of it now. It happened in time for the U.S. election, so they can make <laughs> sure they shut the borders and not let any of us across if we're trying to escape. that's right that's That's what's happening this this is there's two full moons the month of october we are living in a sci-fi horror flick Mm -hmm. that's exactly what's happening right now (laughs) definitely definitely and like you said by the time this goes to air we don't know exactly which which of the tyrants is going to be ruling your country you know at right now okay but um uh, it's definitely going to make for some uh, interesting topics of discussion. Oh, though, it's going to be crazy it... because yeah. <laughs> check this out. So I voted on Monday of this week, right? So mm-hmm. I voted on the 26th because with all this craziness going on down here, they've been opening up whatever they can to make sure everybody gets a chance to vote. So there's mail-in ballots, there's the you know the absentee ballot, all that sort of stuff. But you can go vote in person still, but early. Mm. And um, I didn't realize we were doing it. My wife told me about it, so I went and did it. And it was you know, maybe a 30, 40 minute wait. It was no worse than election day. And I'm looking around, I'm like, wow, this turnout feels like an election day turnout. Well, guess how many people in the state of South Carolina have voted so far? Uh, like you're looking for a percentage? No, no, no. Just give me, give me a number. It's, oh. it's um, less than a million, but okay. more than, <laughs> more than one. <laughs> okay, uh, fifty thousand. So nine hundred thousand. Okay. Right now, guess how many people voted in the 2016 election? I'm going to say a lot less than that. Six hundred thousand. Okay, so maybe that. That means that, you know, 300,000 people just in your area said, we got to get this fucker out of here. I, dude, you know, I, I I'm like, so, and I tell people all the time, like, I don't care who you're voting for as long as you're voting, uh-huh. because if you get your voice out there, because there's there's always people who are like, well, I don't like so and so either, but he's better than the other so and so. And, you know, if you vote for the independence, you're throwing your vote away. I'm like, if everybody who said that to me really voted the way they claim they feel. Um, it would send uh-huh. a big message to both parties. 
That's right. That's right. And maybe the third party would be created. Yeah. I've been saying this for years. Yeah. You know, Snowy Manor has been green for years because, you know, it may be yeah. our vote now, you know, for the next generation, you know, then maybe like the Green Party will have a greater... Um, a greater impact but with this many people yeah and with this many people turning out like it it could be a brewster's millions moment where everyone turned up and voted (laughs) none of the above and they're like what do we do now you know like like literally like like i that blew my mind we're not even to election day you know and i was discussing this with my wife i'm like i honestly think a big part of it is the fact i mean one like the, the last four years have been bumpy to say the least Mm-hmm. You know, with everything that's been going on. But two, I honestly think the fact that <clears throat> um, Election Day is not on a single day that more people can vote. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I honestly think that, that we need to reevaluate how we do voting and, like, make it a month. Make it so people can get out. like Because it's it's important. People need to get out. And then, dude, this blew my mind. I'm walking out of the ballot place, right? Because it's the, the typical gymnasium. That's where they always do this sort of stuff. But right. I'm walking out, I see this line of cars. And I saw them when I came in. And I'm like, what in the world is that? And then I realize that there's this person with their walker getting out of their car. And they're punching in numbers on, on a ballot. That I'm like, holy crap, is that drive through voting? The guy's like, yes. He's like... For anyone who's like like disabled, handicapped, you know, has trouble with mobility, they're doing drive-through voting. Wow! Yeah. Wow! That's okay. The, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, but drive-through voting, you know yeah. That, yeah. that that that's a punk song. You know, tell me about oh, it, right? <laughs> right. That's a that's that's a Dead Kennedys song. There, that's a Jello oh. by Afra Dear. song. <laughs> Yeah, strange times, brother. Strange times. It definitely is. It definitely is. We will be getting towards um, during, you know, our discussion today. We're going to dive right into all of that. But before we get on with the grunt here, we do have a little bit of uh, house cleaning with the show here. Before, actually, before. I do anything. I found out today, 36 years ago today, Shout at the Devil hit the shelves. 36? 36 years ago today. Yeah. Oh, holy crap. Do I feel old very suddenly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shit, that record's 36 years old. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe. Wow. It's hard to believe. And it's just like. That's when you you kind of you have to you kind of have to get reminded as to why they're playing Ozzy Sabbath, Motley Crue, Van Halen, why they're playing all these songs on the classic rock station. Because I guess we have to. Because I, at heart and like with all of my interests and friends and all that, I'm still I'm half my age. So I just it just it doesn't seem like anything. Okay before or anything after 1970 just doesn't seem old it's just you know any anything like before 70 that's old 1970 is that that period for me which yeah you know I, you know you know and i guess i i yeah. guess that 
that's that that's a good way of looking at it because a guy like me i can i can go i, I could slap on a deep purple record okay and then the very next day or the very next record i put on could be like a modern hard hard hardcore band just, just dropping their debut record now and all that and personally i think as a fan and there is no right or wrong way to be a fan but for me personally i think that's the way to go and all that um Dude. So, well 36 <laughs> 36 yeah just yeah. Whew, that's a way to let the air out of my tires brother all right <laughs> speaking of things in the 30s um as we speak it is the 29th october 29th it is I believe. It is. And my October horror movie challenge is in the bag. It is done. I viewed all th- for anyone maybe catching, you know, joining us for the first time because you're a big Leaves Eyes fan or an atrocity fan. Um, what I've been doing, and it's been a tradition of mine for about 10 years now, is doing the October horror movie challenge where you watch 31 films throughout the month of October leading up to Halloween. Okay, I have to admit, this has been the easiest challenge ever. Okay, because there's just nothing else going on. There's nothing else to do. Oh my goodness, that's great. (laughs) That's right. One of the reasons why it was such a challenge before is like we have all all these concerts coming in and I'm working with, uh, with, with, with yeah. Ninja cat and backstory these- for listeners who maybe started listening during the pandemic and don't understand pre pandemic snowy. Um, it is not <laughs> uncommon for snowy to see five shows in a week. Um, three of those could be on the same night, uh, right? Like th- yeah. that's not out of character for the snowman here. So when he says, you know, Oh, it's tough for me to watch a movie. Um, he's not kidding, you know, unless he tries to watch him on the bus ride home, there right? Like, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's definitely a challenge for this dude. Mm-hmm. But this year, not so much. I got all 31 films in. Some of them are actually kind of, you know, related to what we do on this show. I got, I got, I got the list here. So I guess some of the, um, some of the highlights as you uh, okay here on the show we yeah. uh we did the trick or treat oh i was uh, dude that's still like my highlight of this season <laughs> yeah, like that we got sure. to watch a horror movie together and do the whole mm-hmm. watch along like that dude, just that has to become a tradition that was a blast it was it, it definitely was radioactivemetal.org go into our archives and check out our watch along with the 1986 trick or treat, some of these other films, you know, that I caught as part of the whole thing, kind of music, music related. Scooby Doo meets Kiss. I don't think that, I um, consider that a horror movie, but okay. Uh, well, it's <laughs> no, no, but it's very Halloweeny. It's definitely Halloweeny. My kids it's love that def- one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. Uh, last episode, I mentioned. See catching Glenn Danzig's Veronica. Okay, well, hang on a second. We got to back up. How about the Ascot Five in the in the Kiss Meets Scooby Doo? Oh, oh yes, that yeah. that, that Fred loves so much. Oh, dude, and here's the best part: the Ascot Five is actually Kiss. Like that's Paul Stanley singing all that stuff. 
Oh shit! I never yeah. even really noticed. Oh dude, yeah, you got to go back and listen to it like that. That Scooby Doo kiss. I mean, the running gag with everything you know being available. Oh, kiss toilets, kiss this, kiss you know, like it's yeah, that I caught. Oh my god, dude, that that's one of my favorite things. My my kids love it. Like they fell in love with the music because of that. And I'm like, there's there's no losing buying this DVD, you know, because like I love kissing Scooby Doo. My kids are either gonna love it or hate it. Either way, I end up with a great DVD. So yeah, it was great. But anyway, so Veronica, so you did watch that one. Yes, I did. I did. That's through the twisted mind of Glenn Danzig. I would recommend it, you know, for if you're if you like look good, low budget horror. Yeah, that might kind of be iffy. But if you want something really different and out there, <laughs> I would I, I would recommend that as well. Of course, Return of the Living Dead, that wicked punk soundtrack yeah. and all that. I grew up with that film. I haven't memorized. That's probably going to be. A watch along maybe next year. I finally saw Rob Zombie's Three from Hell, which is kind of like his. How his, was that? Uh, um, it kind of started out like it. It sort of had potential where it was kind of like having like this this natural born killers type vibe, and it's yeah. like, oh, okay, they're gonna try. They're gonna try to make a statement. It's gonna have you know something to say about it. But then after about 15 minutes from that, it just kind of slipped back into just like familiar territory. It's like, okay, we just, we saw all this shit and it's just gratuitous violence and all that just for the sake of itself, just okay. for the sake of doing it. And I just kind of, it's like, uh, well, I'm glad I didn't, um, I'm glad I didn't go to the theater, spend 12 bucks or whatever. It was on it. All of this, everything made this challenge even better by, um, or even easier, I should say, because I took out a subscription to Shutter. I I got an ad for that. I think I need to look into that. Oh, especially oh, definitely, for next year. definitely. Yeah, because it's like five bucks a month. That's not bad. You know, and so on 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 top of all thirty one movies. I I watched the entire first season of a really cool movie called a really cool series called Cursed Films. Okay. Where they were talking about how some of these movies were so called cursed, like Poltergeist. Oh yeah, yeah. And Twilight Zone and all that. It's like, oh, these movies were cursed. Bad bad things happened to people that were on them and all that. That made for an in interesting viewing, as well as last episode I mentioned. Um, the t the the series called the core oh yeah it's just like the variety talk show you know about horror films and all that so between that okay and then on top of that the disney channel as well kind of made it very convenient for the listener by just one stop shopping they put all of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes, <laughs> all together, where you yeah. can just watch one at one after another. So I binged all thirty of those this month as well. <laughs> I didn't know that there were that many Treehouse of Horror Simpsons well, episodes. Well, yeah, they they started with season two. Wow. Okay, and they had one every season and all that. So it's uh, yeah, it's a wow. lot. That's crazy. It's, it's it's a lot. So yeah, not only did I think I, you know, 
I'm still not done watching the horror films. I'm st- I still got a couple more days <laughs> before Halloween, so I'm sure I'll get a couple more in. But I think, I think I've got everything covered. Um, Rock on, man! I so, finished Teen Wolf. I finished oh, all six seasons, 100 episodes. Hmm. I finished wow. that. Yeah, and then last night I watched uh, R.I.P.D. Oh, right on, dude. That's so yeah. damn funny. It's, it's like that's 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 good because like, I'm like I, I want to still watch horror, but I want something more lighthearted. Like I need something campy. I'm like per- this is perfect. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Uh, we we love those type of movies, and you know it's perfect. It's those are good date night movies as well. If you're with with you're with a woman that just well, I don't want a whole bunch of blood and guts and all that, and I don't want this and I don't want that. I think a movie like that would be a good compromise. So that's kind of what was going on here in Snowy Manor before we get on with the grunt though everything was kind of was kind of a a special month as well as you are aware okay there's going to be a new acdc album coming up in november called power up okay already the first single off of that record shot in the dark has been making the rounds on terrestrial radio they covered ozzy <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing yeah that's, that's the first thing <laughs> i thought you know it's like oh okay yeah okay okay sure acdc well, tribute to ozzy come on that's great <laughs> believe it or not that first song came across my desk really it's like, it's like oh wow okay you know it's like pe- people say to me you know you're not a professional dj are you and i'm like well no i'm not the but pros know who we TV. are, you know, <laughs> we're not professionals, but they know who we are, you know, let's just kind of say that. So the new ACDC song came across my desk and it kind of afforded us the opportunity, okay, to have a once in a lifetime chat with none other than Mr. Angus Young, guitar virtuoso. You know, going back right from the very start with the mighty ACDC. So before we get a before we get on with the show, I want to take a couple minutes out and present because I'm excited. I am Me stoked. Too. This is this is another. This is one of those. This is a bucket list interview. This is some you of know, your best work. I've been an ACDC fan, you know, since since I can remember. Just, just, just the wee one bringing back, bringing home dirty deeds, dunder cheap, and all that. Just an absolutely. Um, I mean, is there uh, any other way to do a dirty deed, really? <laughs> no, 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 for sure, for sure. So when I had a chance to sit down and speak with one Angus Young, I jumped all over it. So without further ado, this is our chat. In anticipation of the new album, Power Up, this is our chat with the one and only Angus Young. First and foremost, whenever I have an interview with a subject such as yourself, you're a band, you've been around, you've done it all, you've seen it all. 
When you hear the expression legendary, the legendary ACDC, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, your immediate gut reaction? Hi, this is Angus Young from ACDC, and you are listening to our new single, Shot in the Dark. Your new album, Power Up, will be available November 13th. This is full-length record number 18 for the band. I imagine you're getting pretty excited right now. Hi, this is Angus Young from ACDC, and you are listening to our new single, Shot in the Dark. Did you ever think, starting oh, way back when, I imagine the early 70s with ACDC, did you ever think... Fast forward to 2020, you would still be doing this and still rocking and rolling but bigger and better than ever before? Hi, this is Angus Young from ACDC and you are listening to our new single, Shot in the Dark. What kind of feedback have you gotten from, I guess the initial, the first single, Shot in the Dark, from both um, maybe the press and listeners alike. Hi, this is Angus Young from ACDC and you are listening to our new single, Shot in the Dark. And finally, I know you're doing a lot of press right now since the record is just about on its way out. Um, what can you share, if anything, about any possible upcoming tours? Hi, this is Angus Young from ACDC, and you are listening to our new single, Shot in the Dark. From the Satan is a King record released earlier this year from the mighty prosthetic. That is ACXDC with Cop Sucker. Good stuff, good stuff. When you get a chance, check out Power Up. Check out ACXDC. All good stuff, good stuff. And speaking of good stuff, that takes us into our Metal Fix. We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, what's going on? 
All right, man. So this past weekend, and it's so weird with how we're recording it. So this past weekend, the 24th of October, was Record Store Day. Mm-hmm. And my son and I got out to Record Store Day. We went and hung out down there. We got to the comic shop, and I've had a really, really nice weekend. But I picked up on Record Store Day um, Misfits. 1977 to 1984, the singles collection. Mm. Yeah, I was really excited to see this um, because it looked like it was kind of used, like it was open, but it was still everything was in like perfect condition. It had, you know, it has a little picture of the singles and stuff in there. And um, I was giving this a spin last night and just, dude, there's just nothing like listen to this stuff on vinyl again. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just a whole whole other experience. I posted on my Instagram, and one of my um, one of my buddies here, he's like, "Dude, he's like that record alone makes me want to start collecting vinyl again." I'm like, "Jump on, man, jump on!" There's so much good stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was one of them. All right, let's see here. I feel like I had other stuff in my metal fix, and nothing is sinking right now. Hang on. Um, like I write this stuff down so I don't forget. So let me see here. Oh, here we go. I thought I thought I had stuff. Let's see what shows up now. <laughs> ah, there we go. This is way better. Okay. So I picked up a whole bunch of comics at the comic shop. Right. I've been mm. talking about the Jughead, the Hunger series. I got mm-hmm. all three. Actually, all four technically installments. Like like I had already had two, but then I got the other two, and I just read them all. Um, if you like Archie at all, or even if it's just like rolling your eyes as I say Jughead the Hunger, definitely pick it up and read it. It's, you know, it, it's still got the Archie campy humor, but I mean, you know, there's werewolves tearing people's heads off and eating people. It's great. Um, absolutely love it. And then the fourth installment is Vampironica meets Jughead. And That's they do this, dude, they do this whole crazy thing where they bring in Sabrina Spellman. Sabrina mm-hmm. the Teenage Witch. And it, it's, I'm, I'm reading it going like, what in the world's going on here? So, um, yeah, I I need more Jughead the Hunger in my life. I can't wait for more issues to come um, because I, I need another volume. It's it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. But then I also picked up, um, did you ever read, because I know you like to hang at your local comic shop, um, American Vampire. You ever see that series? No, no, I don't even know when it started, but um, when I was living in it, so it's easily over six years old because I was in Pennsylvania at the time and um, I had a buddy that had a, a comic book shop. And so I would go down to his shop and just peruse and I found this American vampire. I'm like, pull this for me. I, I need this. And the American vampire series, again, totally worth it. Go out, check out the trade paperback so you can get caught up. Uh, fantastic fantastic series well they started up again and i think this one is supposed to be the last one it's called american vampire 1976 and if you think about what was going on in 1976 that was the bicentennial for america um we had our famous daredevil evil knievel probably couldn't have been more popular you know in 1976 Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the setting for 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 this thing like the, the whole daredevil redneck culture for some of that stuff like it's i'm reading the comic i'm like oh man these guys didn't miss a beat 
It's so <laughs> good. I was heartbroken when the series ended. Heartbroken. It was one of my favorite comic series. I just, and I don't even remember how long I read it for. You know, it was just one of those ones. I'm like, no, please don't end. Please don't end. Please don't end. You know? And um, so I picked that up. And then also, and I don't know if things were just set out right. Like if they are just being very strategic because it is near Halloween. But I found this comic called Ruins of Ravencroft. Um, and it's Dracula. So Dracula's mm. at the Ruins of Ra- Ravencroft. And then how about I did not know about the character Man-Wolf that's James Jameson. Or John Jameson, right. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm like... How, how did I not know about all these great characters? So I've had an amazing um, like horror comic nerd out in the past uh, week here, dude. Like it's been right insane. On. Excellent, excellent. And I know that you're kind of, you know, you're big on the, the werewolves and all that. And yeah. I recommended a film. Well, they're, they made a couple sequels, sequels with it too. But the important one is the first one. I recommended a great a great Canadian film called Ginger Snaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They just announced, I read about it today as we speak, they're adapting that into a series. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't exactly remember where it's going to be airing and all that, but obviously I'm I'm stoked for it. Like, oh, yeah. They're not going to bring Catherine Isabel and they need Emily to Perkins back. back. Well, maybe in some way, shape, or form, but they're obviously too old now like ginger snaps is they 10 years the old parents. Now. they can play the parents perhaps yeah i think it'd be great Maybe. yeah yeah in some way shape or form you know the ants or something of yeah the girls of you know yeah definitely definitely so yeah i thought maybe you'd want to know that okay yeah dude definitely definitely and have you finally watched the order yet no it's it is dude, on the list you've it is got on the list. to watch the order it so, I am, I am. So good. I've almost watched it for a third time. Like, no, I need to give myself a break. But um, so <laughs> last thing, are you familiar with the trading card game Magic the Gathering? Show me a card. I'll tell you what it is. I recognize the logo and all that. Never played it, though. So I haven't either because um, I think we've discussed this because I grew up in the middle of nowhere with nobody around me. Um, and so it's the same company that makes D and D wizards of the coast, um, dungeons right. and dragons. Um, they, they make this magic gathering, right? And this year, and as you know, I've, I've, you know, had a, a big revival, we'll say this year for my love of monsters. And, um, the booster pack is called Ikoria, I K O R I A. Um, well, that's how I pronounce it. I don't know the, how it's really pronounced. I'm sure there's some nerds screaming at their speaker right now upset at me. <laughs> but uh, the Ikoria Booster Packs, you can get, uh, it's called Land of the Behemoths. And so it's all focused on monsters. They partnered with Toho. And so you can mm. get Toho monsters. So I, I actually found a pack this past weekend. I got the Space Godzilla and then um, my son and I happened upon a gaming shop and we went in and um, they actually had a couple of the individual Godzilla cards for sale. So we bought those too. So I'm going to do my best to collect those cards. But I am so excited. And, you know, I was showing my son, I'm like, do you think you'd want to try and play this game? He's like, well, yeah, I, like I, I think so. So I think we're going to attempt to play it. Like, I, dude, I've been trying to read up how to do it. 
like th- that in Dungeons and Dragons, I've always wanted to play. But like when I try to like read the rules, I'm like, oh my god! Like, oh, like is it? Do we have to do calculus to do this? What's going on here? Like, it just <laughs> it seems so difficult. Like, can I just like put it down? And be like, go fish! Come on, you know, <laughs> that's what I need. But anyway, um, I'm super excited, and I will be um, updating you on my Godzilla collection as time rolls on. Right on, excellent. Please, please do, please do, because you know me, I'm I'm a big fan of the big G as well. Hell yeah, man. And all that, right on, right on. When you said they were teaming up with Toho, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of made the old Dude, ears great. perk and, up. And yeah, the art's fantastic too. That's the best part. Like that, that's that's honestly, I think, been a big draw to the Magic Cars to begin with is the art. Because I mean, it's it's basically mm-hmm. like the Ken Kelly style fantasy art, right? Right, right. Those kind of guys. I and it's it's just so good, dude. So good. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. With myself, with my metal fix, you know, I don't know. I, if I if I don't get to a show soon, I'm gonna start twitching. I'm gonna start. Uh, fortunately, I figured yeah. you had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fortunately, though, I might be able to get some sort of quasi satisfaction. I'm going to be spending Halloween. Okay, and this will be after the fact. This will be in next week's metal fix, but. The local hardcore band, um, the local hardcore band Murder Capital. There we go. Let's try that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, um, which, you know, that's Winnipeg, okay, tongue, tongue, tongue in cheek, you know, has been called because for, for per capita, you know, freak, frequently over, over the years, we've had the, the most murders. And all that, you know, obviously, obviously, there's not going to be as many as Vancouver, not as going to be as many as Montreal or Toronto, but it's per capita and all that. So that's where they kind of got that name from. Anyways, Murder Capital is doing a live stream on Halloween night, you know, playing live out of the Park Theater up here. So, yeah, 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 I figure I'm going to be ordering some pizza you know, because there's, I'm not, I'm not going out. Like I said, I'm not going out, not doing anything for Halloween. So I figure I'm gonna order some pizza. Me and my buddy Jack will be hanging out and we'll check out this live stream for myself uh, for Record Store Day. I, I made my way out. I made made my way out to the into the music shop, but unfortunately. You know, I, I couldn't find anything, you know, how they have the day-specific releases. Yeah. I couldn't find any that really kind of turned my crank and all that. So I just, all right, all right. I just kind of had a look around. First of all, while I was doing that, you know, a couple episodes back now, we had um, Winnipeg Death Metalers Votov on. Well... While I was looking around, I bumped into drummer Derek Crawl and his young son Max. They were kind of doing the the dad and son bonding thing, going to the record shop and all that. So it was really cool. Hey guys, it was really cool seeing them. That just warms the heart, you know. It's it's oh, so good yeah, to dude. see, you know, <laughs> you know, you know. And I might. I might kind of sound sarcastic, but I'm really not, you know, like some families go to the baseball games to bond, 
you know, maybe some families will go and do this. We'll go fishing, you know, and in the Kroll family, well, I guess they go to the record shop every Saturday and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, guys, so good to see you guys. And I hope I run into you guys again, you know, Saturday afternoons in the record shop. Well, like I said, I didn't find any day specific stuff. I think I did all right. I finally grabbed a physical copy of Bathory's fourth album, Blood, Fire, Death. Rock on. And now with the legendary Bathory. Okay, now I... Like their first four albums, or his fourth on his first four albums, those were the classics. Those were the brutal, the blue, the brutal black thrash, thrashers from the '80s and all that. Once the '90s kind of rolled along, he kind of mixed it up a little bit with the with with more of a Viking sound and all that. But with myself, like I had the first two Bathory albums, okay, the brutal thrash and black metal and all that. I missed, I missed Bloodfire Death, and I missed Under the Sign of the Black Mark, and then the sound kind of changed, which I still dug. You know, I even bought the Corthon um, solo album, which borderlined on grunge. Even <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of missed Bloodfire Death back then, and all that. And it's like this is this is for me. This is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Like to admit to, you know, all of our listeners or whatever. They say confession is good for the soul. Well, I'm only now, just this week, finally getting blood fire death from Bathory and all that. Which, um, it's it it's a second pressing. It's a re-release. I think um, the back on black vinyl um, company re-released it, but it looked like. The ownership was still retained by Blackmark Productions, okay. which Bathory Quarthon himself owned with his dad. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. So when Quarthon passed away, like any any and all royalties and all that, anything to do with Bathory, I believe, goes to um, to his dad, to Mister Scottsburg, and all that. So. I had no problem slapping down, you know, a record that might have been a little, you know, okay, this is kind of pricey, but okay, it's record store day, and I'll bring Mrs. Snowy a coffee home on the way, and that'll sedate her when she sees how much I paid for this <laughs> record. <laughs> but with with all the money going to his dad, no problem. No problem. I also had the opportunity to grab a couple cool CDs as well, very apropos Grabbed a couple of CDs from the band October 31. Earlier this year, as well, we had King Fowley, he of the deceased uh, fame. We had him on talking about his latest release. October 31 is one of his other projects. I grabbed, you know, their record, No Survivors, as well as a really cool covers compilation called metal massacre 31 rock on now it's a total it's a total tribute to the metal massacre series yeah. that, that that metal blade first oh, dude, put out so cool. put, 
put so many awesome bands on the map and put Metal Blade on the map and all that. And it's just the whole one of these days, one of these times we have to sit down with Brian Slagle. We got to get him back on the show and all that. And just just for old time's sake and walk down memory lane and just just talk about the Metal Massacre series. Oh, hell yeah, man. And all that. And every band that, you know, that we've spoken to, we spoke to Kira Thungal as well that we we talked about their their spot in the series and all that so really cool really cool release from october 31 and i finally grabbed a uh a, a physical cd from the quebec death metalers outer tomb they made their mark around this area by headlining last year's seance fest and all that Rock on. which yeah yeah which obviously that never happened this year which is too bad oh yeah that's well that's one of the things this covid okay is causing a lot of damage it's killing people it's hurting people it's hurting businesses and all that to a lesser degree it's also killing stuff you know stuff like music festivals Okay, the Seance Fest never happened because of this. This weekend as well, our huge Comic Con was supposed to have been happening. Oh, that's what no, that's right. Yeah, that's what we oh, would man. have been doing this this weekend. As a matter of fact, Mrs. Snowy, she took tomorrow off in preparation, you know, for going with our daughter the first night, you know. Man, and it just, it just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, kind of made the blow grabbing all these cool records. You know, kind of, kind of softened the blow a little bit. A um, couple cool records across my desk. Finished progressive death metalers convulse are back. A new record available now off of transcending records called death star okay like when i saw this record it's like oh convulse okay cool what's the name of the record <gasps> okay i'm sold <laughs> i gotta give this a listen you know the the star wars nerd just kind of oh yeah just just popped right out so i gave i gave that a spin really cool stuff speaking of modern hardcore really cool band never even heard of them heard of this band until this came across my desk, but Violent Life, Violent Death. Really cool metallic hardcore band. Or true, true metalcore. Hmm. I don't know what these kids are calling metalcore these days, but this, this is this is true metalcore. Violent Life, Violent Death. They released The Color of Bone. Came across my desk from Inner Strength Records. And it's like, Inner Strength that doesn't ring a bell at all. So of course I did my due diligence and all that. Gave you know hit hit the interwebs, checked out Inner Strength Records. It's like oh actually I'm kind of embarrassed now. I probably should have known about this label. They got a lot of really cool um, a lot of really cool stuff on there. So yeah yeah available now. Violent Life, Violent Death. Check it out. And finally, we're going to get on with some tunes here. Just well, some on. Before the tunes, oh. I've, I've got oh. to interrupt you and ask a question. 
Um, you didn't mention the MASH magazine that was in the picture you post on Instagram. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I've been waiting to hear about it. Okay, yes. Yes, if you go on to... Um, it's uh, at RedMetal666 on Instagram. It, yes, yes. You know, you know how um, I think Time Life does those genre-specific... Yeah, you know, magazines like we 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 picked them up for the superhero magazines and the Star Wars and and the Harry Potters and all that. Well, I f- saw one from Mash. It's like holy shit! Wow. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to grab this because like I've we've I grew up watching Mash. Me too, man. You know, in Love case it. anyone, yeah, anyone that you know, our younger listeners. Maybe listeners from another country might not know what MASH is. It was just this amazing sitcom, uh, you know, throughout the 70s going into the 80s based on the Korean War, a mobile army surgical hospital, you know, during the Korean War and all that. And it was just, dude, that we we just still to this day, we are so in love with this show. And so I'm looking at this magazine. It's like $15.99. God, that's the price of a CD, a price of an album and all that. Do, do I want to drop this for like a non-music magazine? It's like, well, when Mrs. Snowy's face like lit up when she saw it, it's like, wow, definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Yeah, we're going to be uh, this winter. You know, I've already got a stack of magazines that I kind of got to get to. But this winter, we're going to be curling up. You know, in a big, big blanket while it's cold outside and reading this magazine. Thanks for reminding me. Dude, uh, dude yeah. you're welcome, because I've been dying to hear about it. I, I want to yeah. know, like, the skinny, like, what kind of stuff's in there? I haven't seen uh, that one, man. Uh, yeah. I love MASH. It's on all of the, uh, all the, wherever you find magazines. Uh, I haven't, uh, I have yeah. not seen it out. Nicholas and I were even stopped at a uh, bookstore this weekend, too. So I got to go look again. Okay, yeah, you probably yeah, it should definitely be at bookstores. That's what I figured. Yeah, yeah, from from just flipping through it, what I've seen, you know, like behind the scenes stuff and character stories and all that. Some some of it you might already know, but I'm sure when you get a you know a volume like with this much information, you're probably going to uh, probably going to learn a lot of cool stuff. Just some cool tunage I've been listening to available right now from Magonia Records, the new demonical record, World Domination. I was actually cranking that this morning. My neighbors love it when I'm up early. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely record of the week, though. Which maybe that should be a new segment, you know. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the pick of the week. Or whatever. Well, this year, this week, it goes to none other than Hell Ripper. Their new record, Affair, Affair of the Poisons, dropped is av- is available now, and there's a lot of really cool stuff. It's more, it's kind of more of the same from what you would expect from them, but this early in the career. You know, that's fine. If you're into, you know, stuff like the Midnight, the Abigails, stuff like that, you're definitely going to enjoy Hell Ripper. Let's keep in this spirit of Halloween when picking a track 
from this record. It's like I'm going through all the track titles and all that. This one's really good. This one's good. I love this song. Blood Orgy of the She-Devils. Wow. That, that's the song yes. that we have to go with. <laughs> so this is Hell Ripper. Yeah. 
That was the aforementioned new EP, The Color of Bone, from A Violent Life, A Violent Death. Once again, keeping with the Halloween theme, okay? That's a grave walk. That's some great stuff. Inner Strength Records, do yourself a favor. Go on Bandcamp, go wherever you're going to find, you know, all of your cool music stuffs on the interwebs. Check not only Violent Life, Violent Death, but just there's a lot of, there's, there's a variety of really cool stuff on that label to do some deep dives. Really stoked about tonight's, this week's creature feature. We've had one Mr. Alex Krull on the show before. I believe it was just last year. You may recall Leaves Eyes came through town. Yep. And we had the good fortune of speaking with Mr. Crawl and their vocalist Elena as well. You know, you know, I made the arrangements, caught up with them. We went on the bus, had had a great chat and all that. Little did I know that so soon after we were going to be able to get caught up because Leaves Eyes, a new new record, The Last Viking just dropped and it is an awesome record if you are a fan of leaves eyes you know you're you're going to know you're you're going to you're going to really dig this it's going to be you're you're going to get what you want from it and probably a whole lot more and it just gave us the opportunity to once again sit down this time over the phone with Mr. Krull. And of course, I'm also a fan of Atrocity as well. That's his other project that we spoke of as well. So the whole thing between the new record, talking about everything that's going on, and talking about Atrocity, and just the whole Viking thing made for a really awesome chat to get us there. The tune, hmm, we kind of mentioned it in the interview, so we should probably go with the first single from The Last Viking, Chain of the Golden Horn. This is our chat with none other than Alex Krull of Leaves Eyes.
But first and foremost, how I've been starting all, with all of my subjects for the past little while now is everyone is, of course, curious, how is everyone doing? How are you doing right now with all that's going on in the world? How are you health-wise? Are you healthy, happy? Yeah. Are you safe? Yeah, actually, that's, that's a very good question because these are really crazy times, I think, and... Something like this, uh, in a way, like especially in the music business and the live business and everything, what we enjoy for the metal world, let's say metal family community, it's something completely new because we, we cannot meet, right? There's mm -hmm. no festivals and no shows and where we can meet each other. Of course, we don't have to speak about like the economy and all this suffering at the moment like this social aspect like people have to distance and and wearing masks and all that it's it's a it's a yeah it's a huge challenge for for everyone and the private life mm -hmm. and but talking about the music scene and the bands and about us we actually were in a studio lockdown which it's really true so um, as Joris is from the Netherlands and uh, Elena is, is living in Germany now uh, for two years, but like uh, we're like two, three hours away from, from, from our headquarter. So it was really like that, that we met in the studio and Joris ha has a girlfriend in, in, in Switzerland and he just made it out to come here before mm. the border was closed. I think he, he, he got something like the... Uh, last train from where he could leave from his girlfriend's place and a one and a half hour later it was all closed so we were here yeah, that's a really true story and we were like uh, Elena came uh, also here so we were like six weeks locked in here to it was for the album actually it was like it was the final uh, step of the production or final phase uh, so it was let's say uh, in a way a good thing that finally uh, people were together and not hanging somewhere in between like we had friends uh, being on the road being stuck at airports or on tours being cancelled shows so we were not like in the situation like that that we were lucky in a way even that we could be in the studio together and, and finish our album and we made the best out of the situation so for the album, it was actually um, very good, and luckily we have been here together, and not people being stuck somewhere else in uh, even other countries, and we couldn't be able to finish stuff like other bands. What I heard from friends, they were not able to finish their albums in time or stuff like that. And what we were facing some challenges was like doing videos we had to wait until we could travel again because one video was filmed in Switzerland the other one was filmed in Poland so uh, uh, on, on, on castles and stuff like that we, we planned it in advance but we couldn't go we couldn't leave and uh, so we had to wait for that and it was also the the thing why we had to push back the album release from yeah from summertime into autumn uh, there was a yeah, plan to play at the Summer Priest open air in front of 40,000 people with a huge <laughs> show with Aww. 30 Vikings on stage with pirates. It all went to hell. It all mm -hmm. went to hell. Like like our Mexico show with Arch Enemy with 
thousands of people was also pushed back uh, and now it's like TBA situation <laughs> you know nobody knows when it will come back it is still ongoing but we have to wait and our tour has been pushed back uh, I can tell you like North America was planned for next year is planned now for 2022 so <laughs> that is insane European tours moved and swap the dates, uh, everything is a mess. So it's now f moved from uh, October, November this year to October, November next year. This is what we're facing at the right. moment. Right. Well, hopefully yeah. you so, mentioned... Oh. Sorry? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I was just but going to say... we're all fine. So, I mean, like, <laughs> we we all okay. So I made a corona test together with my son a couple days ago uh, because uh, he was getting sick and uh, so we went to the doctor but that was not the corona so that's okay so I mean uh, now as, as we moving into like uh, autumn winter times probably there will be uh, some hard times coming up front it seems like and and there will be certainly no real tours and shows because there's no protocol what if the bus driver gets something or the merch guy or singer or guitar player? There's no chance you can make some, let's say, events, maybe in a smaller uh, surrounding or, or like with a special concept, live concept, but like a connected tour to tour between states and, and or countries and stuff like that with all having their own rules and situations, local situations. That's at the moment the biggest problem, the biggest issue everyone is, is is facing because you know how it is on tour you have like whatever a, a tour package with, with two free bands and let's say a, a road crew and whatever it's like 20 30 people on the road and then just one guy needs to get it mm -hmm. and you go to another state you go to another city and you actually spreading the virus with the tour company or you have to go to current uh, with everyone so it's a disaster you cannot do that it's yeah. definitely trials <laughs> trials and tribulations coming up but fortunately a lot of bands did did get their awesome new album out just in time including your latest record the last viking will be available october 23rd I imagine you're uh, pretty stoked about that. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that is the good side of the situation that the album turned out fantastic. What I think we gave everything we have. The production is massive and all that. So that's the good side that people can enjoy still the music, new music, that we were able to finish that and, and, and in, also in a very, very good way. We were still able to, you know, to bring people to, even to the studio, like guest musicians, like Demontine from from Visions of Atlantis, or a nickel harper player Thomas Ward, who is also friend of Richie Blackmore, for example, and uh, like very good violin player with Leah Sophie. She's from Russia, a band who just won their Amadeus Award in Austria, which is like the Grammy there. So mm -hmm. we we have great people on the record. We have a great uh, album. We. We, we, we could um, do uh, like a fantastic concept about uh, 
Viking uh, King Hardrada, who was like having probably the biggest and most adventurous saga of all time. And we brought it to music uh, with, with, with this Norse King being uh, absolute fantastic uh, adventures we could bring into music. You could easily do a, like a TV show like Game of Thrones out of the story. And I'm pretty sure some of the writers, they, they had a, quite a look on, on, on that saga as well. I know there are some other inspirations for the show, but pretty sure uh, that some writers uh, doing epic movies, they, they're being inspired like the Vikings TV show, for example. Mm -hmm. They also have some parts of, of actually that saga, which has nothing to do with the Vikings TV show. But they got some parts of that in there as well. So anyway, I think that it's a fantastic background, fits perfectly to our musical world and people can dive into that. They can shut up, uh, shut down, sorry, the, the, the normal, uh, regular madness world and dive into, uh, into our musical world. Definitely, definitely. You mentioned TV shows and movies and all that. And like, whenever I hear a band like Leaves Eyes, I always think like, this is a band that would go good, like, you know, with a sword and sorcery type movie or TV show and all that. So yeah, that's... Um... That's true. I mean, there were even people coming from the industry getting in touch with us. Especially now we have that Viking Spirit documentary coming on top of the album as a, as a, a special gift to the fans, because I'm also sword fighter. So I'm actually in the modern Viking lifestyle. I'm doing reenactment and I go to battles. There's like one battle with uh, the biggest one in the world with like 10,000 visitors uh, with a historical background, uh, the Wolin battle in Poland. It's like I travel there, uh, it's far from here, but it, it's, it's something I, I always want to go. It's like uh, 800 warriors on the battlefield, full contact with um, historical reenactment uh, uh, armor and gear. And we fight there, there's a real battle going on. And I'm on the side of Jomsborg, which is also the biggest modern Viking army in, 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 in modern times. And I'm a member of that. And we are a worldwide organization in, uh, I think, 24 countries around the globe, several continents from, from Europe to North America to New Zealand, Australia. Um, uh, yeah, we are all around the whole globe. And yeah, that, that, that is something I'm also doing. And we, we made a documentary about it, like a heavy metal singer and sword fighter. <laughs> and people can join this trip. It's one and a half hours movie filmed in five years, coming out together with The Last Viking. It's called Viking Spirit. And you can meet my Viking friends from the reenactment scene in the movie. It's, it's really, really a, a great thing as well. It's a big homage to the whole scene. And you see the connection in between Leaves Eyes music, modern Viking lifestyle, living history, and uh, of course me being a sword fighter as well. Wow! Wow! So you're legit. Like you're the real deal. Like I see these black metal artists, and they got the corpse paint on, and they're scary and hell and death. But that's just a gimmick, you know. You you're legit. Like with all of this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm one of the only ones probably doing this really like <laughs> together, like being a singer. That's all my friends saying that they say, wow, you know, there's also this story that we played the show at Wacken Open Air 
And then while everyone is going and having a party, whatever, I sit down in the car driving the whole night to Poland and joining the next morning the battlefield. Oh. And it's quite interesting because <laughs> I met some guys before I went, uh, like uh, Johan from Abanomaf, he said, wow, you're crazy, <laughs> motherfucker, you going there. I said, yeah, uh, you want to join me now? <laughs> or I met like... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I met some other uh, guys and they say like, wow, what, what are you doing? Yeah, I, yeah, I have a nine hours drive now. I have to leave Wacken. Yeah, wow, that's the biggest metal festival. And I said, yeah, I'm turning the real wall of death. I'm going to warning the biggest <laughs> Viking battle there is. <laughs> what? <laughs> Showed him some pictures and then they, they all were like, wow, it's awesome. Yeah, it's nice. always in the same weekend like Wacken. So I did this already several times. <laughs> you know, also <laughs> last year I, I was at Wacken and then I, yeah, then I go with my friend and uh, we go to, to a Viking battle, leaving all the ladies in the backstage. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> We're going now. <laughs> all right. right on, right on. It's also cool, I met um, the wrestler, um, uh, Chris. Um, um, he, he's playing in the band, was it Fossey or something? And. Um, He's, he's a famous from the WWE uh, 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 wrestler and, and it was also cool and I didn't even really know that he's having also like this wrestling background and doing all these arena fights and stuff and he's a re really famous guy but uh, we got introduced to each other and uh, uh, well so uh, it was cool you meet everyone at Bakken right mm -hmm. <laughs> so we were talking about that too so it was quite amazing. Then I found out, oh, okay, he's this wrestling guy. And uh, yeah, then I think he was also like, wow, you, 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 you're doing this because there's also like one wrestler in, in, in Jomsborg. He's, he's also doing this uh, uh, crazy wrestling um, fights in, in, uh, uh, in between. <laughs> he's being also a Viking. So that, that's quite amazing. Right <laughs> Excellent, excellent. It sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely, yep. This is record number, this is full length record number two with Elena on vocals, Oh, yes, yeah. sorry, the guy I meant, it was Chris Jericho. It's, oh, uh, yes, now yes. Maybe you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, 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 uh, uh, now it comes back to my mind. Chris Jericho. He's from so Winnipeg he, he Yeah, and then uh, we were talking about this uh yeah of course the music all that but that that like this martial arts things i'm doing as a viking so <laughs> mm -hmm. i guess jericho was all there right. with fozzy his band fozzy yeah that's what i'm yeah that's what i meant like fozzy yeah the band I that's know. what i mentioned right. yeah <laughs> yes yes jericho is from winnipeg here yeah awesome easy awesome. oh yeah yeah he's a local he's boy together yeah really really nice guy really nice we had great talks because we we know some people uh like we didn't met before but he knows someone i know and and so there was you know that's how you come together at a festival and of course you say oh what, what are you guys doing tomorrow oh we meet again and then i'm saying oh well i'm leaving now <laughs> i have a full uh travel uh the night to join a a Viking battle, and then of course everybody goes like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, fantastic, yeah. fantastic, yeah, yeah. 
Um, this record number two, the first, the second full length record with Elena on vocals now, um, this was kind of maybe an important record, like to really establish her with the naysayers, like she's here, this is her gig. If you don't like it, lump it. That's too bad. And I think it's, it's, she's was absolutely fantastic on this. Yeah, I, I, I think... For us, it was never like that question. You know, we have to see now. We did so many tours and stuff with her, really touring around the whole globe and playing 7K and, you know, doing these tours also with Sabaton. The last one was fantastic in North America. And, you know, all these things we did together already, like, I don't know how many video clips we did, all like 10 or 11 singles already. Of course, now it's the second full-length album. And, for us, it's feeling so normal. It's it's you know like working in the studio together with her. Yeah, it's like we, we did it for ages already, and she's in fact already now four or five years in the band. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's not like something uh, new or she has to be established. I think also like the sign of the Dragonhead, we already have a lot of experience, like the last record together with her. Uh, also recording wise because we did also like a uh, uh, singles and EP up front of, of the, the last album so yeah but it feels like the people <laughs> find it now probably for them it's more like oh yeah now she's fully established for us it was like already like musically uh, she's really talented uh, person and 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 artist so um that that was like for us of course you grow and grow and grow together with the band and you also when you're writing songs you have in mind uh what's her um perfect range to write a song for example or how you you could use the voice the best way and in in the, in fact we we experimented probably uh a, a lot uh with with the new album also like a lot of you know <laughs> i don't know variety from from a vocal range so we stretched everything out <laughs> we we could uh, get out of her and uh and and she 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 i think she enjoyed it also like you know that was a good part of the studio lockdown here <laughs> <laughs> we could we could use the time for 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 uh, things like that mm -hmm. right on yes make the best of all of your opportunities definitely Going over the um, one of the promotional videos for the new record, Chain of the Golden Horn, and it's like, Certainly, wow, yeah. yeah, this is um, it's like a like a mini movie, really big production and all that. People might not understand, especially in this generation, exactly what goes into making a promotional video like this. How um. How long did that take, like all all together? It's actually true because we had like quite some big uh, pre-production that everything could be done like that. The, for example, there was crafted this 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 crown of the of the empress, uh, which is like uh, yeah the the evil <laughs> evil uh, villain in the, in in that in that uh, uh, little movie and. Actually, it's connected to the video before Dark Love Empress, uh, where Elena finds the crown on an old castle, and then uh, then we get to know the history of the crown. So yeah, that's that's actually true. We were filming 
uh, two days, but like with all the trip and everything, uh, we were like away for almost a week uh because we filmed also their their other video in switzerland and then the next one was in poland <laughs> so to have like all the right locations what we were looking for that and and the background of the story is quite amazing because our hero from from the album let's say uh um the norse king uh harald III, like hadrada which means hard ruler uh that is quite amazing as He's joining as a Viking who had to leave his home. Uh, he were, had to flee, and he was taking a long trip um, through the land of the Rus, which is Russia nowadays. And he was uh, joining finally then the Byzantium uh, as the Varangian guard. They were mercenaries, and being the the guards of the emperor. So the empress actually is falling in love with. The, with him, the uh, yeah, the young Viking <laughs> in the Varangian guard, but he he's he's not uh, yeah, giving back what she demands, and it ends up that after one of his missions, he was going into um, big um, yeah campaigns. There, there was one campaign he went even down to Jerusalem, and coming back. Uh, to uh, like the Byzantine capital, which was like the Constantinople, which is Istanbul nowadays. But back then it was like a huge center of, of, of uh, the Byzantine Empire. And yeah, then she puts him into prison for, uh, yeah, telling he was, was, was a traitor and stealing gold from the former emperor and stuff like that. And then it's a fucking great story. He he, he finds her to get uh, out of prison, and they stealing two ships and uh, crossing the chain of the Golden Horn, which was actually um, protecting this huge chain uh, on the Bosporus, so enemies couldn't invade uh, with ships. Uh-huh. But they had to go out, so they were crossing this chain, and one ship broke actually and was sunk. And he could escape with all the gold, and uh, going back to to the land of the Rus, marrying the Russian princess. Wow, what a story! <laughs> and uh, the the one he wanted to have, and going back to Norway, becoming Norwegian king, and then at the at the very end of the story, he is actually fighting for the English crown, and uh, it's a very decisive battle at Stamford Bridge because at 1066. When he was fighting for the English crown, he was killed. And then the Viking Age ended with him. So that's why it's a very important saga, very decisive Norse king and battle for the history of the world, actually. <laughs> that's because quite if he a story. would not yeah. have been killed, if he would not have been killed, the Vikings would overtake the English crown. And, and then maybe history would have make another turn. Oh, wow. That's it's quite the story. Definitely, definitely. That's quite the story, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope it's, I hope it's not uh, uh, too much for, for your radio show, but 
go and check out the album and you get the full story of Hadrada, which, uh, like I said, you could easily make a blockbuster out of mm-hmm. that and with all the adventures. And, and actually, we start the album when, when this Norse king is dying on the battlefield and then, you know, all these flashbacks coming up with their, like his, his, his life, rejoining like his adventures. Because he go, uh, he goes at the very end. He goes to Valhalla. <laughs> that's that's like, let's say our our add-on on the saga. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah. I knew there was in some way, shape, or form this record told one hell of a story. Definitely. I definitely should. Um... Yeah, but for us it was so in, so important to have like you know these these spicy good songs on the album, mm-hmm. like you know like really cool metal songs with such a uh, historical background. Or the the saga actually the sagas actually they are like their inspiration. That's also for us very important, like to have like like cool songs, and that's why it's quite refreshing to see a video like that. It's not like it should not be too progressive. Or should not be too uh, complicated with everything because we have to stick to the saga or something. For us, it's like you know, going hand in hand. Let's say. Right on. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell listening to this record that live, some of these songs are just going to be awesome. I gotta say, some of, a lot of these songs are really going to translate translate well onto the stage. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, um, I think so. Yeah, that will be like that when we can play shows again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When that, when that happens, hopefully, hopefully soon. Um, a lot of my older, old-time listeners will be kind of. Uh, it's like, man, I I hope you talk to them about atrocity. So maybe you can give us a little update with the whys and wherefores on what's going on with them, with you guys. Yeah, sure. I mean. <laughs> Sure, sure. It's great that you asked. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean that is the thing here. It's like always to I'm, I'm balancing out my my, my metal world. <laughs> with one side you have the Leaves Eyes Viking world, and then with Atrocity we have the dark side of metal, like you're going into the occult world. So mm-hmm. uh, that is actually what we're doing. We we will start to work, or we already started. We already have written material for the third part of the occult trilogy which um we are planning also yeah um to release something uh, maybe next year um we will uh, how how fast we we will write or how it feels like and um yeah that's 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 the plan uh to have like another brutal death metal album coming out as next release for atrocity Right on, right on. Yeah, I like the idea of the trilogy and all that for sure. Um, yeah, that is that's that's also something which I it seems like I need that kind of uh, challenging concepts. <laughs> yeah, something you can dive into. And if you see nowadays with all these dark conspiracies going on in the in this real world, in this real moment about coronavirus and all that. I don't even know if I'm going to use some of that, but you know, that was also in the history of the world, of the history of mankind, always like fear was that perfect weapon for for politicians, for kings and 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 all the dictators out there uh, that to use to manipulate people. And you see, it still goes on like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, considering all that's going on in the world. Um... 
basically atrocity is leaves eyes without Elena, correct? That is true, yeah. Okay. I mean, we have session guides for, for life, session basis, as we uh, use uh, some people. But besides that, it's the same crew, let's say, yeah. Exactly. Okay, this is probably a question I should ask her, but does, when you guys are working together on atrocity, does she ever kind of like, I'm here too, guys, I'm feeling left out. She's... <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. I think maybe a little bit it was like that when we were on the cruise uh, uh, without her, with atrocity, like on the 70K. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, well, not really. I mean, she has also her other band, the Inclination. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I understand what you mean. The thing is, for us, um, we really don't really see it that way. We It is, in fact, like that. Uh, that we are like the same members, but like when you write a song for Atrocity, it's really disconnected from the Lisa I stuff. And it's vice versa, the same thing. So for me, it's like, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde or something like that. It's a so good way of putting really, it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's separate. And it, it has a totally other vibe. Although, you know, you cannot deny, it's like, you know, you have sometimes here and there uh, uh, like the same ingredients because now it's metal, you know, it's like metal band, and 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 you 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 um, have like this kind of um, it's not limited, but you have the kind of uh, uh, the same instruments, of course, drums, guitars, stuff like that, and and uh, that's why I think it's so important for me at least, you know, to keep it when it comes to songwriting and stuff like that, to keep it really separate from each other. Don't so you don't uh, you know repeat yourself and stuff. Right on, right on. That's perfect. That's a good way to wrap it up. Thank you so much for your time. I guess it's is it evening where you are. It's just early yeah, afternoon in here. the moment. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And Thank yeah, you. I hope we're going to meet again next time in the tour bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you come through town next, I guess it will probably be with Leaves Eyes, but um, which either of the two, um, you'll have the new Atrocity record out by then, I assume. So we'll sit down and we'll have an interview uh, focused on Atrocity. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds like a perfect idea. And Excellent. thank you so much, and I hope everyone is enjoying the new record. The Last Viking is something like I think uh, sums up a lot of things. What Leaves Eyes stands for, and um, yeah, what I heard from the from fans and the feedbacks of people who could check out the videos and some uh, which could check out the album as a promo and stuff. It seems like people really like it, and so we are really uh, happy, and we, uh, yeah, we'll be more glad even if we can play the songs live on stage. It's music made for the stage, so let's hope for the best.
If you're not tuned in to The Shining Wizards, listen to what some of our fans have to say about the show. Hey guys, it's The Stallion. And when I'm contemplating suicide, I throw on The Shining Wizards because nothing makes me feel better than knowing I'm not one of these four grown adults, virgin fucking marks, discussing a fake wrestling product. Tune in live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East, rantemradio.com. It's The Shining Wizards where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
That was Leave, uh, Leaves Eyes vocalist Alina Sarala. Her side project, I guess you might want to call it, Angel Nation. That was from their 2018 album Aeon. That is Burn the Witch. And you would think with a song title like that, you know, maybe we're talking the Salem the whole Salem thing, you know, maybe we're talking about persecution, all that. No, no, this song, okay, was more about how we're so in tune to our gadgets, how we're always we're always hooked up to our phone and our, you know, um, our iPads, our i this, our i that, and all that. So, yeah, that made for a really cool song. If you are a big, if you are a fan of Leaves Eyes, you are definitely going to want to check out. Alina's side project as well right after the interview of course basically all the guys in Leaves Eyes also make up the legendary atrocity as well (laughs) we had a kind of had we kind of had a good laugh about that there as you heard in the interview and atrocity you know I go back with them like 1990 I guess like when Roadrunner yeah, was it Roadrunner or Century Media? I think it was Century Media, actually. They were, though, both those labels, though, they were signing like thrash bands left and right and putting them out there and seeing what sticks. So, yeah, not only, you know, speaking with Alex Krull from Leaves Eyes, I'm also talking to Mr. Krull from Atrocity as well. So, you know, when I have an interview like this, I am, I'm extra stoked from their. Last record, Occult 2, that was Atrocity with a Shadow Taker. Part of this record, The Last Viking, okay, if you buy the if you buy the special edition with the bonus DVDs, there's a cool 90-minute um, documentary on it as well called Viking Spirit. Now, he touched upon in the interview... Okay, he, t- he touched upon how he kind of does the reenactments. Like, you, you know how you have the Renaissance fairs and all that? Well, he does this stuff, but it's Vikings. A rock on, okay. Yes, yes, where I actually said to Mr. Kral, you heard in the interview, okay, like, you're, you're a legit Viking. Like, you are the real deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you have so many artists, you know, they're they they've got a gimmick. They're doing this, they're doing that with the paint and and all that, and all of that's good, you know. Whatever you do, you okay? But yeah, Mr. Krull, definitely the real thing. Available now. Okay, Viking Spirit Part One is available on uh, YouTube, but that's just just a small a small smidgen of the whole documentary. So, you know, the last Viking album is available now, you know, pretty much on all formats, even though it's on vinyl. I think, dude, I want to grab this, the, uh, the CD DVD release of the last Viking just to get this documentary as well, because that's not, that's just not just, it's not just music related. It's interesting. Oh yeah. You know, you, you know, and that's something that I can sit down, you know, not only with Mrs. Snowy, but with Little Snowy and, as well and all that, because she's really into the cosplay, my daughter. 
Like really? when she, yeah, when it comes, when it comes to these conventions and all that, yeah. like she gets, she, she has a room in her house dedicated to all her cosplay stuff. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, you see her dressed up as like as, as the wasp and as Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars and oh, all that. She, awesome. she gets right into it. That's one of the things I'm missing about not having these comic conventions, just everything that my daughter goes yeah. through and everything, you know, she gets all, all done up and it's just, it's, it's a family thing. Well, and let me tell you as a parent of a young child, I appreciate the cosplayers because when I take my son and he sees that he, he feels like he's really interacting with the character. Mm-hmm. Like, so like that just makes the experience all that much better for him so um, hats off to you and your family for pulling that off because I just that just makes the experience better for everybody. Definitely, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully we can get, you know, through we can get through this crisis and we can get back to doing all of this stuff. And you know, I imagine all of you know uh, Mr. Krull's, you know, all of his Viking experiences are all kind of on hold now, and that's something, you know. I would like to do that. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. he just he just makes it sound so interesting and all that. But I have to admit, like, I would probably be like, "Oh my god, like uh, this is this is intense," <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. But hey, life experience. So thank you, everyone, for once again doing everything that they did to get Mr. Krull back on the show. And we cannot, we cannot recommend the last Viking enough. Great stuff. Great, great band, even better people. We can personally attest to that. You went and voted. I heard at the top of the hop. I did. I did. <laughs> you know, I don't. I'm not expecting you to share who you did and all that, but you, you didn't have to, you know, run to the, you know, cast your vote and then run to the bathroom and all that and throw up and all that. You, you made it home in one piece. I decided um, to do all writing candidates this year. Uh, what? No? Like what? Like what do you mean? <laughs> I was making a joke. I was gonna be like, okay. I, I wrote in Henry Rollins for Secretary of State. I wrote in Ted Nugent for President. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Then that kind of makes me think. Okay. Yeah. If you're given the opportunity, okay, who are some people that you know, like? everyone says well if i was president if i was if i was in charge if i was in this okay yeah fine okay everyone says that who though do you think within you know our wonderful wide world of music who do you think would make a great president who would you vote would you vote for that person the wise wherefores and all that. I, I So I, I believe I've said it before on this show, but I would love to see a co-presidency with okay. Henry Rollins and Ted Nugent. <sighs> I just, I, I feel that the two of them, like, and we'd have to have a strong cabinet for advisors, but I just feel like the two of them are opposite enough on the sides 
that for them to get anything done, they're going to have to come to some good things for everybody. Yeah, but I just I just don't see I I don't even see Rollins even wanting to be in the same room with Nugent. I see I disagree. I I have a feeling that the Oval Office will be replaced by an indoor shooting range and that's how most of their decisions are going to be made. It's going to be like, "All right, Hank, if you can get that one right there, um, then we'll go with your your proposal here. And Hank's not even gonna gonna look at the target. He's gonna pick up the gun, shoot it, and the nudes will be like, "Well, damn!" Like that's what's that's how how decisions can be made in that White House. Okay, okay, that's the way it would have to be. Okay, because these these two they're polar opposites. Yes, that's what make it so good. It'd be like the odd couple in real life. I mean, come on, man. Can it, can it get weirder than what we're already living? No, no probably not. Pro- probably not. Probably not. I just don't like Ted Nugent. Like I, I love him. I'm music aside, okay, like uh, who doesn't love Cat Scratch Fever? Ah, I love him. Okay, love okay but and like, White Buffalo. this guy is uh, like he's 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 a one small step under Trump. Like honestly. Like it's it's okay. It's nothing. It's no one that so I would I would want is, in power, right? Like 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 on on some things, but there's other things where he he breaks he he makes a lot of sense, right? And and the thing is, like if you look at if you look at the presidency, and this this is like for real talk for a change, for for at least 10, 20 seconds here, but um, <laughs> like if you look at the presidency and you think about it, there is no one person that can really represent the vast like melting pot that America really is. Right. And so to, to try to put that and find one person that can, you know, do the best for all the people, there's, there's just no way. And we're also trying to like, you know, be, and campaigns have made us think like this, but well, well that guy's a scumbag. Cause he does this and this and this. Well, that guy's a scumbag. Cause he does this and this and this. Well, okay. Newsflash, everybody. Um, if you're supporting a political party, they're all scumbags. Uh-huh. Hey, we've right? all said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so 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 let's let's all back up and you're just backing your scumbag because your scumbag agrees with most of what you like, but there's always stuff you're going to brush under the rugs. So we know that they're all scumbags. Somebody's going to be a scumbag. So what we need to do is put in the right people to balance out each other's scumbaggery. So those things get negated out. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't see I don't see Rollins and the Nuge, you know, like working together in that department. But I like I it would make a good sitcom. And like Dude. like the Trump presidency has already been this amazing four year four season yeah. sitcom up here in Canada and all that. When you say scumbag, this guy's a scumbag, they're yeah. all scumbags. I don't know. Okay, maybe today's politicians, but like like some of the people that I would like to see. Okay, I'm not about to call them scumbags. Well, first and foremost, yeah. well, yeah, but I I know I know what okay. you mean. Okay, yeah. but okay, because first and foremost, like when I think of who I would want as president, this guy actually ran as um, a vice president campaign, or he campaigned as vice president under Ralph Nader for the Green Party. Okay. 
Okay, years back. Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedy. Really? Okay, yeah. I did not yeah. know that he ran. Yeah. Yeah, when Ralph Nader was running for the Green Party, I believe it yeah. was against uh shit. Which I gotta go back and listen to all of Jello's spoken word out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ralph Nader nominated him as vice president. Okay. You know. So, so it, Sorry? Oh, well, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, because I have a point I want to make. Go ahead. Okay, so, like, yeah, we actually could have had, if if the Green Party had a greater presen- presence, okay, then there was the potential to have Jello Biafra in the White House. Like, that, that would have been perfect. I well, honestly think the country would have been, you, you could have turned the country around. That would have been completely amazing, because, I mean, graffiti would have been legalized. Right, and and this is what as I mean, though. As long as it was, as, as long as it was constructive. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, so so think about what people would have done. They would have gone out of their mind and be like, "He can't be vice president. He's done drugs. He he did all this mass destruction." And the thing is, yes, but he's honest about it. He's not going to be like, no, I, I didn't do those drugs. I was completely sober for all those times, yeah, yeah, those Dead Kennedy shows. Yeah. I was I was clearly acting. I used to dilate my own eyes, like whatever, right? Like he's he's not, he's going to be like, yeah, yeah, you're sure shit I was high, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're going to get honesty. And the thing is like, like, again, not defending Trump here, but the one thing that we get with Trump that nobody knows how to deal with is the fact that when people are like, well... Is it true that you were with so and so like for this torrid affair? Yeah, next. And people are just like, um, uh, like they're waiting for him to sweat and he doesn't sweat because he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can't shake that guy, you know? And, and if you, you hit something that's like even remotely close to his nerve, he is so good at badgering and bashing through the other way. You, you can't get around it because he's, he's so, up front about all the the craziness which is the complete opposite of politicians right oh for sure for sure and one of the things like honestly i'd never gave a rat's ass about the cigar and that he came on her dress you know oh yeah the the clinton like like, i don't care that you know that clinton did all that it's the corrupt shit behind the scenes and all that that's the stuff that i care about i don't care how many Porn stars Trump was screwing. That's his wife's concern. Well, the the best part you know? though about like Trump and the porn star thing is um everybody who supported Clinton through the whole Monica thing, I was all of a sudden like, Well, Trump was doing this. I'm like, Yeah, what about Clinton? Yeah. That's different. How? No, it's not. It's how, not how, Clinton, how's Clinton's it a different? scumbag too. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, like it's 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 so fun to watch people like waffle on that. And because again, they're supporting their scumbag. You know, right. because because there's some scumbag supports most of their beliefs because everybody has an agenda. And this is like like this is again, here's another 20 seconds of serious talk. But what I think needs to happen with these elections is instead of, you know, this party gets to put in their president, their vice president, their cabinet, yada, yada, yada. I think that if this party gets to put in their president, then this party over here gets to choose the vice president. And then the remaining two parties, because believe it or not, there are four parties on the ballot. Um, But then the remaining two parties get to choose cabinet members. You know, I mean, give the winning party the majority, 
but everybody gets a voice. So we get balance because if you think about, okay, so maybe more than 20 seconds of serious talk, but if you think about what the founding fathers of America were trying to do, right? They were escaping the oppression of the old, you know, royal system, right? The kings, whatever the right term is there. I'm, I'm monarchy. There we go. Mm-hmm. They're escaping the monarchy, right? And they're escaping because and, and, uh, I was having this discussion with my kids today about why America was a melting pot and why people came here. And they're like, well, why would somebody leave, you know, like Europe? I'm like, and I gave the the story of C.F. Martin, right? So this ties in because we're a music podcast. C.F. Martin uh, builds the Martin guitars, right? They're in Pennsylvania. And he left Germany because in Germany at the time, you know, this is the 1800s, but he was born into a family of cabinet makers, but he wanted to build guitars. So he went to some other part of the country, learned to build guitars, comes back, and they're like, um, no, you're a cabinet maker. You can't build guitars. That's not allowed. You can't be part of this guilt. And he's like, screw you guys. I'm going to America. So he moves his whole family to America. They're about to leave. They're in New York City, right? And they're about to leave. And then his wife happens to take a trip and goes out to um, the part of Pennsylvania they're in now, which is outside of Philadelphia. It's Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, or Nazareth, rather. Um, and so um, she's like, no, you need to come here. This is just like home. And so they moved there and that's where Martin guitars have been ever since, you know? And, and the thing is like, that's, that's America. That's why people left. That's why people came here. The government was set up. So nobody would get too much power. So you didn't have a monarchy, a dictatorship, right? But over the years, people have found ways to corrupt and get through and all that sort of stuff. And we have what we have today, you Mm. know? So I I really think that it, it all needs an overhaul. No doubt. You know, no and doubt, I mean, no who doubt. knows what's going to happen here coming up Tuesday? You know, like you might, um, you know, by by Thursday or Friday, you might just hear this faint knock on your door. The sparrow flies yeah. at midnight, and then you'll know it's me and my family, and we want to sleep <laughs> on your couch. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of my choices, I was actually having this yeah. conversation, like I try not to discuss politics with my dad and all that too much or social issues because he's kind of way off in one way. I'm kind of way off in another. One of the things that we do have in common, though, is like all all politicians are scumbags. Right. Okay. Okay. But he looks at it as the old the old ret- tired man with his pants up around his stomach you know well you know he's retired and his eyebrows everyone's corrupt fuck this and all that you know you know like the old man get off my lawn right okay i approach all politicians are scumbag from the punk rock way of looking at things set them on fire (laughs) right right like like we're anti-authority you know what i mean like we're, we're we're punk rockers so that's why, as much as I love the fact that Joey Shithead Keithley is a councilman in Burnaby, BC. I do love that. Okay. I would councilman love. Councilman Shithead? Mr. I would love President Shithead. Oh, God. How good would that be? Uh, well, hey, wouldn't that? Wouldn't that? Because not only, you know. Does that does not that sounds great? President Joey Shithead from the band DOA, right? 
you know. But honestly, that's some someone I would want in power. Okay. You know. That's fantastic. And you just made me think of something. So we're we're talking about MASH. One of the big actors from MASH was Alan Alda, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen his movie Sweet Liberty? No, but I know that I should. Okay, like, you I, absolutely I, I can should. See, I can see the promo picture in my head of him dressed as uh, Napoleon, I think, on the bike. Uh, yeah, uh, something like that. Time. So yeah, yeah. the premise is he's an author and he writes this historical book and they're going to make a movie of it. And, you know, what was very typical is like anybody who wrote a book, when it went to Hollywood, Hollywood did something totally different with it. And Mm -hmm. when you said anti-authority, I thought about this because um, he's arguing with the director. The director's like, you know what kids want to see? They want to see three things. One, defy um, authority. Two, blow things up. Three, take people's clothes off. That's what kids want to see in movies, right? (laughs) And so, you know... um, Alan Alda's character is is an extra in the movie. And and so, you know, and, and this is all building up throughout this, but this is like in the last part, the director calls action um, and everybody on Alan Alda's side does nothing like they're supposed to. And the director's screaming like, what's going on? And Alan, Alan Alda's smiling, holds up the finger, one, right? Next... Uh-huh. They fire a cannon and blow something up, right? He's smiling and he's holding up the two fingers, right? The next scene is you just see clothes flying in the air and you see from the stomach up Alan Alda shirtless and he's holding up the number three. I was in tears when I saw that, man. All right, all right. I'm I'm looking that up. I'm looking that up, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so funny, but it, and it fits in with all this crazy political stuff, you know, because, oh, my goodness. And, and that's, that's the thing is, like, like I, I want somebody, like, I, I'd almost like to see, and she's not metal, but I'm mean, she's metal enough, but Anya DeFranco, right? Okay. I'd like to see her involved somehow um, because we need somebody who's going to be, like, cognizant, aware of social issues, but we also need, like, my my big concern is environmental issues, and I don't think any of the the two major parties take the environment serious enough. Because I mean, no. we had the bullshit going on like we have in Flint, Michigan, where people have their drinking water poisoned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if there's one thing that every everybody everybody in the world has the right to, it is clean air and clean drinking water. Mm-hmm. The, and we're the ones that are screwing that up. So. And this comes back to, and I was having this discussion with my kids today too, but if there's one thing that every major religion can agree on, it's that we are all here to tend the earth and take care of it. So mm-hmm. we should be able to keep all the religious people happy, blah, blah, blah. The only people who are not going to be happy are the people that like are going to have to pay more money because they can't dump their chemical waste somewhere. Oh my God, what was that horror movie in the 80s where they had the, the Newcomb High? Was that it? Newcomb High? Well, there's class of Newcomb High. There's the Toxic Avenger. There was Newcomb High. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Where yeah. people because of the nuclear. Well, that was trauma back then. Yeah. And like, and of course, radiation was. You know, that was right up there with the Satanic Panic. Oh yeah. 
you know, and all that when he when he came, you know, to that's when created Godzilla too. Shit, it was, never, dude. never mind the eighties. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, like, nu- yeah, nu- <laughs> nuclear has been a big concern for a while because especially when we have those nuclear incidents, and we just, you know, like if uh, if we're gonna have these things, we need to figure out what it's gonna do. You know, one of my neighbors brought up a great point. He's like. Yeah, we figure how to get, I can't remember what elements he said. He's like, oh, we know how to get this out of the water. He's like, what about all these lithium batteries from cell phones that are ending up in landfills? How do you get that out of the water? I'm like, oh, dude, thanks. I'll never sleep again. You know? <laughs> Maybe we need less less gadgets. Maybe that's 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 how you answer Oh, so but, but and I I think, honestly think you're onto something, right? Like if we go back 30 years you know, and stop. Are we okay with that technology? Could the earth still sustain? Are we in a better spot? Or are we in a worse spot? Like, like this is a great philosophical discussion there, snowman. <laughs> well, technology in the future, we're going to see Terminator in the next 20 years. You remember Buck Rogers, right? Of course. Do you remember? Um, it's, it's, it's early, early in the first season. Right. And it might even be in like the original movie, like that was in the theater or whatever. But um, he wakes up in the future and Mm -hmm. the and and he goes to like, you know, fly, fly with the fighter pilots in in their spaceships or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, they can't beat whoever the enemy is. And he's like, turn off your your computer targeting. He's like, target yourself, Mm -hmm. you know. I was like, no, no, we can't. We don't know how to do that. And he shuts his off and he does it. Cause and and it's you know, the 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 theme there, like in the sci-fi, is that technology breeds weakness. Mm-hmm. And like so as advanced, quote unquote, as this, you know, five hundred year in the future society was, here's this guy, um, you know, who's way, you know, way way younger, way older, way more antiquated. I don't know what I'm looking for here. But uh-huh. here's this guy from the past who can do more than they can because he has not been pampered by this technology. That's right. So That's right. It, it's it's a very interesting interesting debate, you know. Right on, right on. Who else? Who else have you got on your list? Because like some of some of my my candidates here, yeah, their younger versions would be someone I would vote for. You know, as you get older, you're supposed to get wiser and all that. And it's like, uh, okay, they might be wiser and all that, but I don't know if they're people that I would want to vote for. For me, the first one that immediately comes yeah. to mind, okay, I would have voted for an 80s Alice Cooper. The, oh, absolutely. The, the guy who wrote the song Raise Your Fist and Yell. I would have voted for a 70s Alice Cooper okay. that was like uh, raging even then, drunk. Even then. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just musically, lyrically, where this guy was coming from. Oh, yeah. I honestly think, okay, you know, this, I like what this guy has to say. Okay. And I think putting him, you know, him, that younger version would make. You know, a wicked president would get things done the way I would want stuff to do now. Fast forward now, okay, and he's way too conservative. He like he really is, and it's like, uh, I would I would love to have an interview with Alice Cooper, 
okay, I would, it's a bucket list guy I want on the show, obviously. I don't think I would be talking politics with him. I'll talk golf with him. Okay, because I, I wouldn't want the conversation to go south. I don't know, man. I I, I think I could still hang. Because, again, you know, it's... Uh, that's where, like, you have to be like, okay, who's going to do the, the most amount of good? And then how, who do we balance them out with so we get the rest of that good? Like, that. that's... It, it's it's almost like cooking where you can't have like a single ingredient. You got to put all these other ingredients till we get to, to the end product that we really want. Um, all right. But so along what you're saying here about voting for 1980s Alice Cooper, I feel that if we could go to the 1985 Senate hearings and take the 1985 Frank Zappa, the 1985 mm-hmm. uh, D. Snyder, and put them as president and vice president. I would there absolutely vote for I'll that. I'll take that. Right? I'll take that. All day long. And we saw D. Snyder has has uh, <laughs> has has the experience with dealing with the opposition. Oh yeah. Shall we? Shall shall we say yeah? And didn't did, didn't Zappa speak? You know, at oh, yeah. the as well. So yeah, yeah. Like because um. <laughs> What? Oh, it's so it's, it was so funny because like because you you know like how catty people were like like in the eighties right like oh, like, hell like, yeah. like the 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 old older people will say like in the eighties you know they'd be like well I'd love to come to your house blah 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 like like I can remember I had a teacher that one day. Um, Says said something to me. He's like, "Well, I'm glad you're not my son, because that's supposed to be an insult." Uh, you know, like like right. like it was always like, "Well, I'm glad you're not blah blah blah." Or like like what was the famous one? Um, oh my God, uh, Churchill. So uh, like Winston Churchill was speaking to a women's group, and um, one of the women stood up. She's like, "Mr. Churchill, if you were my husband, I'd put put hemlock in your tea." <laughs> and without missing a beat, he goes, "Madam, if you were my wife, I'd drink it." You know, <laughs> and and that's the thing is like I, I you know that that was that that's the kind of insults that, f- that would fly back and forth like especially in the eighties right, and so mm-hmm. you know you um like like one of the senators or something is like well Mr Zappa I I'd be uh, curious to see what kind of toys your children play with like like you sound real snotty like, like you know he's just not you know like he's an unfit parent he's like would you like to come over to the house I'll show him to you <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, just didn't miss a beat. Like, is like you're. This is a guy who makes his living being, you know, like working off the top of his brain all the time. That 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 creative whatever he has going on. Like, you're you're really not gonna ma- render him speechless, madam. You know, like mm-hmm. good luck. No, no, for sure. Yeah, thinking off off the top of the head, and yeah, artistic and creatively and all that. Yeah, like. I I'll take that. I'll take both of those yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Kind of, kind of the same idea of um, with Al's the uh, the the younger Alice Cooper. Okay, Wasp, Blackie Lawless. Okay, like when he. Okay, you, I don't know, man. Okay, okay. Now you remember, <laughs> I don't know. You remember the first three Wasp albums? Okay, he was, you know, it was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. Okay, Come the Headless Children. Oh, that was a great, record. great record. Okay, 
This band grew up overnight. That's a really good point. Okay, and just what 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 they were producing, where they were coming from, and it's like, wow, is this is this the same band? You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, I'm thinking Headless Children, and you know, a couple of years af- after that, I think Blackie Lawless would kind of get get my my vote for that because he was he was the striving force of that band. Yeah, okay. yeah, you know, Holmes Holmes was kind of the mascot, but the god like the the brains behind the Headless Children era was definitely Lawless and oh, yeah. that was, you know, where they were going, you know, he was he was at the helm. Okay, so now you've really got me thinking, right? And, it's, and since, you know, time and space are not a factor for us, what about the 1986 James Hetfield and the 1986 Kerry King as president and vice president? Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Just from where they were, you know, artistically, creatively, and I'm sure a lot of attitudes and beliefs as well. But fast forward to 2020, once again, I'm sure, like, you see Hetfield now walking out with an Armani bag. You know, like, he's definitely, you know, like, he's not the same guy that, you know, he's not the James Hetfield that we fell in love with in those first four Metallica records. I feel pretty strong, Gary King. It's the same thing. Um, I would like to think so out of, I th- more, more so than anyone with the exception. Well, I know I more so than, than James and Lars, I'm going to reserve, um, opinion because I don't, we haven't really, despite his time in suicidal tendencies and all that, we really, his character, their bassist. Oh, shit. Trujillo? Rodrigo, geez, yeah. the name. <laughs> I'm losing. I'm losing all the names here tonight. You know, we 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 haven't really fleshed his character out as much as the other the the other three guys. Um, Kirk, though, is my favorite. Like, okay, you you know, in the '60s, everyone had their favorite Beatle, right? Okay, my favorite Beatle in the in Metallica is Kirk. I, you know. Just, I, I think think I I I could probably say that like my favorite Beatle would have been James for the longest time, but especially after the um, especially after after the uh, the Kirk Hammett experience that I had earlier this year mm-hmm. with, with his art collection, hearing him talk, I I'm I'm realizing that I have a lot in common with him. Like, mm. like I, I feel like like he's a guy, and honestly, Robert too. I feel like, and dude, I feel like the four of us could close a couple bars. We could close a bar, go to an after hours bar, <laughs> close that one, you know, end up at somebody's house, and people are like, "Are you guys ever going to sleep?" You know. Mm-hmm. You know that's 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 kind of a guy thing. Like if if Mickey Mantle just knew knew me, you know, like we would be great friends. You know, like if I was you know, friends with this guy, this sports, this athlete, this, this actor, you know, me and Arnie, me and Arnie would be great friends. Okay. I'm kind of going to say the same thing, but honestly, you know, yeah. 
If you and I were to sit down with Kirk Hammett and just talk, not about music, not about politics, not about anything, but just his interest, you know, in art, you know, you know, like comics, horror, just all, all of that. I think we would bond. Oh, absolutely, dude. You know, he's probably one of the few, like once you... Like I've we've met a lot of artists and talked to a lot of artists over the years and we're going to for many years to come. But the higher the artists get in in popularity and all that, you know, attitudes change. Okay, and there's no bigger band in the world right now than Metallica. But honestly, I think like with Hammett, because he's so open and we've really gone off the rails here, okay, but He's, That's he's what we so do. open. He's so open about his interests, you know, in the same interest that we have. I think he would be more approachable when he was to find out, hey, these guys are radioactive metal. They he has they have the same interest in love and passion for this stuff than I do. That yeah. I do, and I th- I think we would really connect that way. I agree, I, man. I, I think about this shit when I'm at work because I only have to apply 10% of myself to my money job and all that. The rest I can think about whatever whatever the hell I want. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone in Metallica today that I would want as president. Certainly not James and Lars. And I think... With everything that we're saying about Kirk, I, th- I think he's too preoccupied, you know. <laughs> I so. honestly think it would stress him out because I think it would stress me out because I'd be like, I don't want to do this job, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, nope. don't want to go. Yeah, the new Godzilla movie's coming on. I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Oh, I don't know, yeah. man. That said, it would be the same thing with Dave Mustaine. Oh, okay. see, I I take almost any era Dave Mustaine, but I think I would really like the '88 um, has to have a tank follow him out of Ireland, Dave Mustaine. That's that's the one that I yes. want in the White House. The guy that wrote Holy Wars. Yes, the guy that's that wrote the one I want. Sells, but who's buying? Like that guy. Okay, with that attitude, and he was full of piss and vinegar, and. You know, like he was a metalhead, but he had that punk rock attitude and all that. But once again, as he got older and now, like he's too conservative. He's way too far right now. And I just, mm, you know, continue to make kick ass music, Dave, and I'll buy it all the time and I'll have you on the show. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk politics with this guy and all that. Because once I find out, you know, I found out as I'm coming home to do this show, I'm listening to a wrestling podcast, and I found out that Chris Jericho donated 3000 to Trump's campaign. You know, his, his wow, campaign. Wow, really? And I just, I'm like, yeah, that just kind of uh, just took the wind right know, out of but, sales. But see, here's, here's the hard part, though. Like there is, there is no good candidate, and I know like somebody's like, no Biden, dude, like he's got his share of skeletons and crappy things oh, yeah. going on too, and it's just like, guys, 
Just no. And so, you know what I really find funny though? I nice. find and and not 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 a good kind of funny. Like like I'm not like ha 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 like pointing my finger at this. But I find this is just irony because again, we talk about people that like to support their scumbag, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to take some serious backlash for what's about to come next. So understand that I was actually a fan of this person. But um, so have you seen the, the, the BS where, you know, they um, there's the immigrant kids that are kept in cages? Right. Okay. Well, so I did some research on that because everybody loves to blame Trump for that. They're like, so Trump keeps kids in cages. And like Trump said something about Halloween, like, oh, you know who's not going to be able to trick or treat? These kids that you're keeping in cages. Do you know who started the kids in cages thing? And I was floored when I found out. I do not know. Obama. Okay. And it's funny. Out of of all of them, sorry, out of all the presidents, I would, and I'm sure his hands aren't, aren't totally clean. Oh, yeah. But. I'm out of just from what I've seen, just from when from like 1980 to like now, out of all the presidents and all the prime ministers and all that, his hands seem to be the cleanest. Yeah, he, he was a solid dude. I mean, like him and Reagan are two of my favorites, and I'm sure that's blasphemy on this show, but I still love Reagan. Me, I, me I, and Johnny Ramone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later, but. Uh, but but like I I was floored. I'm like, how did that happen? And but then if you try to bring it up to people who are Democrats, they they won't deny it, but they won't acknowledge that it's fact. They just freak out. And it's like, oh my god, you really know it's true. That that that's even worse. You know, <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> like it's worse that you know it's true. And you're trying to lie about it. I'm like, oh my god, like. So you're really okay with it as long as it's your guy putting him as in cages. As long as it's your guy, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, well, you know, if Obama put him in there, he must have had a reason. It's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and that's, I think, that's my general problem here is because, like, when you listen to both sides, argue, like, dudes, like, I was watching YouTube videos and the political stuff on there, just the stuff they're saying. And I'm like, okay. I, it just, if it... I can't take either side seriously because they're just trying to slander the other side and nobody really wants to get to the truth. You know, like if we can't agree that putting kids in cages is bad, you know what I mean? Or, 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 or what's going on? Like it, it's, it's totally cool if Obama does it, but Trump can't do it. And it's like, well, he's not doing it. He's just continuing what Obama set in place. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, he, it's the same thing. Yeah. With, it's the same. Sorry, it's the same thing with the Klan. Yeah, the the Republicans are oh, you know the the or the Democrats are like oh the Republicans they're they're Klansmen and all that. And yeah. I'm sure most of them are. Okay, okay. The Republican supporters bounce back by saying, "Well, well, who started the Klan? It was the Democrats." Right. And I go, "Well, that doesn't surprise me." Yeah. You know? It doesn't surprise me either. <laughs> because, it's, it's, yeah. because Darth Vader, this is this is Darth Vader and Ming the Merciless arguing. Back right. That's that's all this is. Yeah. You know. That, that, that's, <laughs> dude, that, that's just it. It's just like, guys, can we just agree that, that what this stands for is bad? Because that's the issue. Like, mm-hmm. like but, it, but it's not about, 
like it's I, unfortunately nobody gives a shit about America. They give a shit about power. They give a shit about the money. They care about the status. They care about you know how are they gonna get this car paid for this kid put through wherever like like it's about power and status they don't give a shit what happens to america you know that i think we can agree on and 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 that's where like going back to like like i now you've really got me wishing that we could vote for 1985 frank zappa and d snyder because those are two people that absolutely give a shit about america definitely you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, do we want to drop some uh, some rather appropriate tunage? Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, okay. Right now, honestly, there is really only one song that we could drop right here and right now from that that infamous Frankenchrist record. This is the Dead Kennedys with the stars and stripes of corruption. Yeah, 
Go out and grab that new Convulse record, Death Star. I could only go, dude, with one track. That was Make Humanica Great Again. Because at the end of the day, like, we're all humans. We're all, you know, we're all revolving around on this ball of hate. And uh, we're all kind of in this together. We're going to uh, forego tonight's Indie Spotlight, I'm sorry to say, but um, we'll get to it next week. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, RadioactiveMetal.org has all of our archives. A lot of the things that we talked about tonight, like the listen-along that we did with the Trick or, tr- or watch-along with Trick or Treat, the um, fabulous metal horror movie from the 80s. Um, and they can also go to at rad metal six, six, six on Instagram and Twitter. Check us out there for sure, because the snowman and I have been posting different things. Oh man, when this drops, well, so if you are hearing this first, right, if you're hearing this first, you're in the know. And that means that it is Thursday, November 5th. And you're listening to this on purerockradio.net. And if it's Thursday, November 5th, I would like you to use the code radioactive because on the 30th, um, it's so crazy the way we're doing everything this weekend, but we are sponsoring the D D Gregorio live stream. And um, if you use the code radioactive, you can get saved 10% at Bandcamp. So bandcamp.dgregorio.com, I think, or is it dgregorio.bandcamp.com? One of those. Just search Mm -hmm. D Gregorio Bandcamp. You'll get there. Anyway, so check us out there because we're posting all sorts of fun things like that. Uh, those are all our main websites. PureRockRadio.net, I talked about. We are also proud members of the Pure Rock Radio. Shit. No, I already said Pure Rock Radio. Oh, my goodness, dude. Um, of the Shiny We're, Wizards Network. Tony's going to kill me. <clears throat> ShinyWizardsNetwork.com. We are proud members of that because not only are they just stellar people and a damn fun time, um, they are also just, you know, cool people to hang out with. And they have got us on Spotify with them. So you can check us out there as well as iTunes and every other podcast aggregator. If you'd like to drop us an email, you can at radmetal666 at gmail.com. And if you're itching to write a letter, an old-fashioned letter, maybe mm-hmm. maybe you've been training pigeons during your time in quarantine. And um, you it's like, if I only had somebody to send a carrier pigeon to... Well, great news. The snowman here would love to get your address, and you guys can exchange it, send carrier pigeons back and forth. Um, you may have to do the moose mail exchange, because I'm pretty sure that's how most of it runs in Canada, carrier pigeon mm-hmm. to moose. Mm-hmm. You know? Actually, I think weren't, weren't carrier p- pigeons, wasn't that more of like a UK or like a Europe thing? Because isn't that how they did like a lot of communications during the war? Well, they tried. They they tried to do the pigeon like a, a, across the pond. Mm-hmm. But then they found out like the birds were dying halfway through across the Atlantic and all that. So they kind of oh. had to, it, 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 it took a couple of years for it to finally get here when they decided, well, we're going to have to bring the pigeons across on a boat. Uh, all right then but uh, but so i was thinking though like if it was d- during the wars you know we have french canada and france like you know are there carrier pigeons in french canadia because of uh, the ties to the to the french i could see that i could see that yeah, yeah we're, we're i'm just going to totally make wild accusations about canada 
and and keep keep propelling the ugly American stereotype that Snowy and I have helped me develop here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and of course the whole this whole moose male carrier pigeon and all that this all goes back to me being that old school heavy metal rocker from the 80s. Okay, and of course I was I was a big part of the whole tape trading scene and the whole live tape trading scene and all that and the majority of that all came from the back of metal forces magazine in the old pen bangers so section where we caught like we did we didn't have the interwebs we communicated the old-fashioned snail mail that way so if uh you're looking to uh Harken back to those glorious years. I know I certainly am. If you want to get a hold of your cool Uncle Snowy that way, I would be more than um, more than down to doing that. And as incentive, okay, just because you know I'm a throwback to these old days. You send you set me up with a cassette. Of <laughs> yeah. Your, of, of, yeah. You set me up with a demo cassette of your buddy's band. Okay, I will find a digital copy of that as well, and we will make them the next indie spotlight. Mail Just him because the you did your email me movie. the digital thing. We'll we'll get it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right on, right on. So, um, what are we going to go out? Speaking of, you know, the old school. I mentioned October thirty-one doing their tribute to the Metal Massacre series um and like i said we're still fully engrossed in the halloween season ourselves so let's um go out with a classic song from hallow's eve um let's go with the original the original version of metal merchants metal merchants in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been uh, with Odin at our side. Yes, and I was doing the invisible grapefruit. <laughs> episode <laughs> of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. <laughs>